Mobile is the future. Use it to power up your profits. Welcome to Mobile Power and Profit, presented by Rumble. Our show focuses on the latest news and information impacting mobile marketers, publishers, and technologists. We speak with the power players of mobile monetization. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Mobile Power and Profit, presented by Rumble. Please welcome our host, Wen Tu. Welcome to Mobile Power and Profit, presented by Rumble, the ultimate platform to run your mobile business. This is your host, Wen Tu, and each week we discuss a key aspect of the mobile industry with the mobile thought leader. The mobile revolution has forever changed how consumers use their mobile devices. Advancements in mobile technology and the ever-increasing expectations of consumers are pushing organizations to go mobile. With us today is Siddharth Gurg, founder of Quitech, to talk about why and how small and medium companies can successfully go through their digital transformation. Siddharth is a technology entrepreneur and founder of Quitech. He has earlier worked for Tata Consultancy and Ericent, where he was instrumental in building cutting-edge technologies for companies like VeriSign and Alcatel Lucent. He has been working on mobile apps since 2008, and prior to starting Quitech, Siddharth worked in a couple of mobile technology startups in London. Welcome to the show, Siddharth. Thanks, man. Glad to be here. Great having you. Really wanted to pick your brain here. Without question, mobile has become the new game changer and kingmaker. It's no longer an optional piece of a business plan, but a must-have across the entire organization. Siddharth, companies are struggling with how to implement mobile technology. It seems to be something that no matter what industry you're in, people struggle with. Can they do so? Can they really build out mobile technology without abandoning their current infrastructure? And do they have to start from scratch? Yes. So companies are building mobile technology on top of the current infrastructure. So companies are extending their existing systems Mm -hmm. to create more uh, mobile-friendly processes. Yep. They need not abandon the current infrastructure, but they are trying to integrate it. So that is where the key is, the integration. So on one part, they are having requirements of extending the current business processes to mobile. So whether it's HR, it's finance, it's sales, everybody wants to go mobile. At the same time, there are certain new processes which has come up because of the information that mobile provides. It can be a camera or location. That's where the integration needs to happen. And so key challenge is to bring all the stakeholders together to ensure that it's successful. PYOD, yes, has brought in its new challenges because of this plethora of devices. How do companies implement policies? And how do employees ensure that their their devices are, you know, are, are as per the company policies? So these are the challenges. But slowly, all these things would get sorted out. Years ago, people, companies started giving out devices to employees. And now they find that BYD is the right strategy. And IT systems are also changing to, you know, assimilate the change. The, the IT teams are creating infrastructure, whether in-house or outsourced. So we, we see, uh, you know, a lot of push by the business side, by the business function side uh, to enable mobility. The key is that if the business, uh, the key functions are ready, then it becomes a lot easier. The challenge comes when uh, the mobile strategy is done without taking people in mind, without taking 
the assimilation of the workflow, the processes. Yep. So, Siddharth, um, you uh, mentioned a lot of things in that response. Number one, you can look at a company going mobile just simply by just bring your own device. So instead of a company-issued locked-in device, people can bring their iPhones, their Androids, and then that just is complicated from a security and standardization standpoint. But then you also mentioned about processes like HR or finance in which they want to create mobile apps so that their end users, their employees can actually work and do certain things that they're used to doing on the desktop, but on their mobile devices. I feel like those are two very different mobile challenges or mobile goals, so to speak. For the purpose of this podcast, I think the challenge of trying to figure out which business process do you create so that one of your employees can do much more work and be more productive on their mobile device, whether it's company issued or BYOD, I think is the much more interesting one for our listeners. And a lot of what you said is really getting the stakeholders together and deciding the process. So when you work with clients, as they're trying to figure out what's the right process to go mobile or which one should stay on desktop and stuff like that, what are the biggest challenges you see companies face when they're going through that exercise of figuring out their mobile process strategy? So in any organization, there is a set of evangelists who would like to have the idle solution. So they have a you know idle list of things that they need to do with mobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, pra- there's a set of practical people like IT guys or people on the field who know the challenges that would occur. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a common ground. Usually companies like us, they help in you know attaining a common ground where we say that we start with the common basic needs. Yep. So that you assimilate it first, assimilate the technology first and see how it goes, how the adoption is. Yep. And so when you say common ground, and usually the IT guys feel like they know what's best, but as business leads or executives, they're trying to take the company in a different direction. So what are some common things when you first start engaging with companies in which the different stakeholders are most far apart on? What are the topics that tend to need more time to figure out where the common ground is? Yes. So the first is the price, the price of the, the cost of mobility. Yeah. That's uh, always important to know how yes. you're going to pay for it. Yes. The pricier the solution, the more challenge it is. We have to have common ground of finding out a solution which is you know not so costly. At the same time, it provides a level of productivity improvement, a level of return. And, uh, and do business managers and leads, do they have a hard time understanding the metrics of the productivity, return on productivity? Or is that something that the tech guys internally are the ones that are pushing for? Is that something that it seems a very hard thing to measure or at least agree upon that X technology or X implementation caused Y productivity? The business guys, they know their work. So they know the internal processes, they know their people. For us, for them, it's very easy to understand the improvements, mm-hmm. the productivity improvements. Yeah. And uh, are the tech guys able to measure and show that? Not always. Oh, okay. So that probably is a big problem then. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes what the business guys need may not be solved by technology itself. Yeah. When they, it might need a change in process or, or something else. It may not be possible by technology at all. 
Yeah. Okay. So what are some of the top three things companies must consider when they're building their mobile strategy? You know, you spoke about process, you spoke about common ground, you spoke about understanding the differences between tech goals and business goals. But for you, you know, if you were to tell our listeners, here are the top three things that companies must consider when building their mobile strategy, what would they be? Firstly, it's people. Uh, Make sure that the creating your mobile strategy that people are people should be able to adopt and use it yeah otherwise the money goes waste second is integration with existing people uh, existing systems yep so in case you have an existing system like sap or microsoft it has to be integrated either today yep. or later third is the user experience so the mm-hmm. app should be easy to use things like you know mobile network is apache so it should work offline uh, you don't clutter an app with a lot of features so people find it very easy and intuitive to use and, you know, they start adopting it. Yeah. So going back to the three things that you said, number one was, you know, really consider the people. Number two, really focus on integration. Number three is UX. We have one minute left in this segment, but would love for you to just give a little bit more color on number two. How do you know what systems you should continue to integrate with and other systems in which for mobile, it doesn't make sense to? What's the rule of thumb or a quick tip you can give our listeners before we end the segment? Well, if, if it's an existing business process, which we, you have a system for, and you're just trying to mobilize it, then it makes sense to integrate with the existing system. But if the process is altogether new, and you don't have any system for it, then you can have a separate standalone mobile system for it, and then think of integrating later. Great. We've been learning so much about companies and how they're going mobile with Sardath Garg, founder of Quitech. Stay tuned. We'll be back shortly with more mobile power and profit right after the break. Stay tuned for more mobile power and profit after this brief profit timeout. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click and it's live in real time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point click and it's live in real time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point click and it's live in real time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. 
giving you the power to increase your profits. This is Mobile Power and Profit, presented by Rumble, only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Wen Tu. Welcome back to Mobile Power and Profit. We have Siddharth Garg here, who's been teaching us a lot about the key elements of a successful mobile app strategy. So Siddharth, the question is no longer if your business should have an app, it's when and what kind of app your business should have. Once companies have defined their mobile strategy, they have to find the right mobile development platform and how to approach it. Siddharth, how can companies pick the mobile app development platform that's really right for them? Firstly, they need to see their own skill set. What skill set in-house do they have? Yep. If they don't have developers, they need to look for an easy-to-use platform, probably in a, in a drag-and-drop interface. Mm-hmm. Then they need to see what is that they're trying to create. Is it something that they need to mobilize an existing application? Then they need to look at a platform which can do that, which can integrate with existing systems that they have. There are certain questions that come up in you know in a company's mind, like whether it's an open source platform or a closed source, is it cloud-based or on-premises. But primary, it should be that do we have the skills to use that platform? Does it integrate with existing systems? And in case we want to extend it, in case the company wants to extend it, can the business logic be extended for the on the platform? So it depends. So yeah. there could be cases where companies just need to push in existing data onto a mobile device, mm-hmm. wherein they can do with a drag and drop platform without a lot of writing business logic. Yeah. And if it's integrating with the existing system, then the business logic is already there. Yeah. So a lot of the times, this is what I hear from companies. They have all these web developers that know lots of JavaScript, database, and all this other stuff. And as a business person, you're like, oh, if I have all these developers, of course they can do mobile. But, you know, with mobile comes other languages, iOS and Android and other frameworks and things. If you're tracking data, cookies doesn't really exist on mobile. And then all of a sudden you get into the details in which mobile really requires a different skill set, yet a lot of companies think they have it, but they really have web skill sets. So how can companies be very honest with themselves of what skills they really have instead of thinking that mobile is a stepchild or a natural extension, and then they sort of run into trouble when they realize that to mobilize takes a different skill set and not just learning additional um, new frameworks here and there, but it really requires a totally different approach. How can companies avoid sort of that, we think we know what we're doing and we don't find out until we're in trouble? Yes. So the the only way is to either do a pilot with the existing team that you think and do it. Yeah. Do a very small project to understand whether they have the right skill sets. Yeah. Because uh, teams can sometimes overcome it. Uh, because of the eagerness, and they do not have the right. And what good skills. small projects that you can do? Because as people want to do th- this digital transformation in mobile, they usually have big ideas and they're very eager to do that. But what are some ways that you've seen companies try to do a small project and what did that look like so that they can sort of see if they really pass muster, so to speak, to really use the existing team to do mobile projects? So it could be a very small app, like a survey application or a feedback application for customers. 
Yeah. Could be very small, which can be a standalone application. They can try. Yep. And see. Okay. And have you worked with anyone in which something small turned out to be very hard or very easy? You know, anything that you can share from your experiences for our listeners so that they can visualize sort of how that could be used within their own organization? There have been cases where the desktop uh, web apps have been uh-huh. converted to mobile. Yeah. So let's say we are talking about uh, a loyalty app. So yep. one of our customers was, you know, had a loyalty program for its dealers on our desktop application and they wanted to convert it to mobile. Yep. And their existing IT team couldn't do it because firstly, even using those web technologies for mobile requires a different, you know, way of integrating them. Yep. It's simply, you cannot convert a website into an app. Yep. You need to look at aspects like network connectivity, you know, loading times. So it, yeah. the app can itself be very cumbersome to use. Mm-hmm. So therein where they failed, because in, in technical terms, they, they simply took that website pages and, you know, wrapped it in an app. Yeah. So and each page would take its own time to load. Yeah, performance and latency would have plummeted then. Yes. So wherein they realized that they need something else. And then uh, they came to us saying that, you know, we need a native app or something which can be, you know, just for mobile. Yep. So what are some key things, as I'm hearing about it, like if people are traditionally familiar with web and they're trying to make the move to mobile, what are things that are very specific to mobile that you think they should either hire mobile-specific talent or go to an outside vendor? And one of the things in your last example was load times and latency. If that's very important to you, as you go mobile, you should probably find someone that knows how to really improve load time and latency in a mobile environment. What are some other things that, from a tech perspective, you think really requires very specialized skills versus using existing skills that are from a web-based framework? few other things like working offline, any enterprise app should be able to work offline. Mm-hmm. So because it in- increases the user experience. So, yep. and the, you know, the whole aspect of usability. So mm-hmm. things like the app should not ask you to log in every time. Yep. That becomes very important. Then uh, you don't clutter the app with too many features like in on a website that you yep. have, you know, a lot of features available. But on an app, there should be one core focus and the rest should be sidelined. Yeah. So that people find it very easy to use. Mm-hmm. Secondary, we need to think about the battery usage, the data usage that the app, you know, is is doing. Uh, yeah. The app is using because that, if let's say it's a location-based app and the location is on, it may drain the battery, and the people may not, you know, uh, like it at all. Yeah. So those are things that existing web developers they take into consideration: power, that is battery, and network for granted. Yeah what they take into consideration and second is the attention span so an app user doesn't have a lot of attention at his disposal so, uh, for an app you need to make sure that whatever the user wants to do it's it's very quick mm-hmm. the user shouldn't mo- take more than three clicks or you know uh, three presses yep. to go to uh, what he wants to do that's wonderful, wonderful tip, Siddharth. So if I could just repeat it, if you are coming from a very web-based mind and you're going mobile, you should highly consider getting mobile-specific skills 
whether hiring it or finding a partner externally, if speed and latency is a extreme importance for you, that if your app has a lot of data usage, because in mobile data usage really is a factor as well as battery usage, that the UX needs to be very curated, very streamlined. And then also that the attention span is very short on mobile. And so that when you're thinking about the UX, you should really streamline it together. That's really wonderful advice, Siddharth. So given that, now that a company sort of can have these flags or signposts of saying, hey, if this is what we want, we need to get very mobile-specific talent in-house, whether it's through a partner or hiring. When companies are deciding to choose a mobile app development platform or choosing a mobile app development partner, what are some key things should they look for? First is, uh, for a development partner, it should be that they should be able to understand the business process. Yeah. That is the first criteria. Mm-hmm. And to know that, the development partner should be asking the right questions. Yep. So if they're right, asking questions, the right questions, you would know that you know these are the right guys. They understand the business process. Then comes the platform itself. Now, the platform choice can vary, as I said, depending on the skill set, depending on whether what kind of integration is needed. So great. So business process, making sure that they really understand that or have some expertise so they sort of know what they're building towards and also the platform itself. And number one is always integrations. That has been such good advice, Siddharth. This has been Siddharth Garg helping us answer the most important questions to ask when looking for mobile app development platforms. Keep listening for more Power and Profit. Stay tuned for more Mobile Power and Profit after this brief profit timeout. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com. Internet Marketing Inc. designs fully integrated digital programs that improve brand experiences and grow businesses through valuable data insights and strategy across all types of media. Paid, owned, and earned. Their digital experts nimbly adapt strategy by providing you a comprehensive view of your brand's online audience and program performance. If you are looking for a data-driven approach to online marketing and advertising, call Internet Marketing Inc. today at 866-563-0620 or visit internetmarketinginc.com.
giving you the power to increase your profits. This is Mobile Power and Profit, presented by Rumble, only on webmasterradio.fm. Once again, here's Wen Tu. Thank you for staying tuned to Mobile Power and Profit. Defining how to monetize an app is a core part of a company's mobile strategy. And while app development has been relatively easy, app monetization has never been so hard, especially for small and medium organization. So Siddharth, what are some of the most popular monetization strategies today? The most popular being, depends on the app. It could be uh, ads, it could be in-app purchases, yep. or it could be commerce itself. So you have a certain segment of apps which are you know, highly use, use, usable. So let's say games, which which have a lot of engagement built in them mm-hmm. and you can earn a lot using ads or in-app purchases. Yeah. For businesses which are offering something, either goods or services, commerce becomes the biggest money spinner. So it could be a subscription-based services like Evernote. Yep. Or it could be a commerce-related you know, uh, app wherein you are offering goods to consumers. Mm-hmm. For companies, the key is whether can they provide their key business offering on the app. Yeah. If they can, so they can increase either the the transactions that are happening mm-hmm. because then you have more people coming in, you have you know a better engagement. Yeah. Once the engagement is there, then that can be converted into uh, you know orders or transactions like you can send them push messages, you can personalize offers to those uh, customers. Mhm. And a lot of businesses also are, you know, using app to reduce stress on their support personals or call centers. Yeah. So you can simply, you know, have a support app wherein you can type your grievance or your problems, troubleshoot it, and that can be answered without calling up a number. Yeah. All those things are, so there are multiple ways of monetizing. One is that you are engaging consumer and then monetizing that value through either conversions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are providing a goods and services to the consumer. Yep. That is direct monetization. Then you are reducing cost at the organization level yep. by doing a self-service app for the consumer. Yep. So these are the various models for you know monetization. Wonderful. So you know, instead of calling it monetization, it's probably just a return on mobile, whether it is increasing yes. revenue or decreasing cost. In your work at Quitech, and I know you guys focus on enterprise app and you know integrating with legacy systems. When people are thinking about their return on mobile, sort of what has your experience been on? Do they try to look first for the trying to gain in revenue, or are they really looking for a reduce in cost? What side of the equation there does has Quitech experience with their customers? So, firstly, it's gain in productivity. Yeah. So, which is which uh, you know boils down to cost. Yes. That is the first thing that uh, uh, an organization or an enterprise thinks about when they are looking at mobile strategy. Yeah. And first, it's it's important that their employees are engaged, they are connected. For companies which which can provide their business offering onto consumers via app, they look at revenues. So they could be you know a, a retailer, a, a brick and mortar retailer who's looking to monetize the mobile platform so that the consumers can directly order and pick up the stuff from the store. Yep. So with that, do you work 
getting to the last couple minutes of the podcast right now, any parting thoughts that you would like to give to our listeners or say anything about Quitech, about really driving their return on mobile? So at Quitech, we have helped multiple companies uh, to refine their mobile strategies, enable return on investments. And most importantly, is it's, it's very important to brainstorm before you start on an app. Mm-hmm. Brainstorm, talk to people who have done it before and see what is the, you know, what, what should be the go-to strategy. So companies like us help in first strategizing. We talk to the customer and we, we, we talk to them, understand the business processes, try to map it in a mobile environment, and then we provide them an offering. Unless somebody understands your business processes completely and is able to, you know, map the mobile environment onto that business process, they may not be able to add value. So great. It's so important that you start off on the right foot with the proper brainstorm and having a partner that really understands your business process. So this has been so great having you on the show, Siddharth. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ian. Great. And to all our listeners, remember you can find this and more podcast episodes of Mobile Power and Profit in the iTunes store or simply go to mobilepowerandprofit.com. Tell us what you thought of today's episode on social media using hashtag RumbleMPP. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Mobile Power and Profit presented by Rumble, the ultimate platform to run your mobile business. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.